0: Hey there, restaurant pros, it's Dave Scott Peters, and welcome to episode 63 of the Restaurant Prosperity Formula. I've been coaching restaurant owners since 2003, and the Restaurant Prosperity Formula is based on what the most successful restaurant owners I've worked with do on a daily basis to achieve their success. The basic premise of the formula centers around achieving prosperity, freedom for your restaurant, and the financial freedom you deserve. To achieve prosperity, you have to follow a very specific formula made up of leadership, systems, training, accountability, and taking action. Now I want to tell you about our guest today, Brandon McGrill. Brandon initially made his way into the restaurant business at age 15, parking cars and washing dishes. Later in college, found his way back into the business, ultimately dropping out of school to follow his passion for restaurants with over 25 years of restaurant industry experience brandon has worked with restaurant royalties such as danny meyer david burke and marcus samuelson until ultimately after opening 20 different restaurants for others marcus samuelson said you need to open your own restaurant and that he did back in 2016. he now owns and operates three restaurants in philadelphia to include a qsr burger restaurant an american beer hall and a fine dining restaurant On top of all that, today, Brandon is the co-founder of Five Out, a machine learning and driven forecasting tool for restaurants. Listen in on our conversation where Brandon talks about the importance of having the right and timely numbers to run your restaurant the right way. I want to welcome Brandon McGrill to the show today, but first, a word from our sponsor. This episode is being brought to you by Repeat Returns. If you're a restaurant owner of a medium to high volume independent restaurant, multi-unit or franchise operator, and you're looking for a proven and realistic solution to attract, grow and retain customers, then you need to visit Repeat Returns. Repeat Returns is a modern marketing platform created by a restaurant owner for restaurant owners. It studies each customer's habits and patterns, predicts the most profitable outcome for your restaurant every single day and deploys the marketing to make that happen. You'll never lift a finger to see if repeat returns is right for you. Visit repeatreturns.com forward slash DSP. Hey Brandon, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. Really appreciate it.
1: My pleasure. It's good to be here. Do me a
0: favor. I happen to know because we've talked and, um, and, and I've got a member who brought you to my attention in the first place. You're a restaurant owner. Besides having a software company, you're actually a restaurant owner today. Can you talk a little bit about your background and what you do today, both your restaurants and your company?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I do own and operate three restaurants today, all all of them in Philadelphia. A uh, QSR burger restaurant, a 7,000 square foot uh, American beer hall, and a, um, call it, white tablecloth fine dining restaurant. And I've myself been in the restaurant for... 25 years the restaurant business got started when I was 15 parking cars and washing dishes in uh, Detroit worked through high school uh kept restaurant jobs into college and then I moved to Chicago from Detroit and I accidentally fell into a career in hospitality which I had not originally intended I was studying something different the restaurant industry pulled me in in a really big way in in 2004 uh, when I opened up a restaurant in Chicago called Alinea where um we were at the time serving a 28 course tasting menu in a brand new restaurant that would go on to become a three Michelin star, four star restaurant, one of the top 10 in the world. And that whole experience really kind of clarified for me that I wanted to work in the hospitality industry. And so uh, much to my parents' chagrin, I dropped out of school, um, started working in restaurants, 80 to hundred hours a week, and then spent all my free time not working in restaurants, in restaurants. And from there, I went on to work for One-Off Hospitality and Let Us Entertain. You moved to New York to work for Danny Meyer and John George, David Burke, and Alan Ducasse and Marcus Samuelson. And then I got to a point where I had opened up, I think, 20-some-odd restaurants for all these different restaurant tours. And somebody put it in my ear, you should open a restaurant. So um, I went and opened a restaurant. That person was actually Marcus Samuelson. Um, and that was my last person I worked for before I went and opened my own first restaurant in New York City called Pearl and Ash in 2012. My second uh, called Rebel in 2015. Um, And then came to Philadelphia in 2016 to open up those three restaurants, and that's what I've been doing for the last 25 years.
0: Well, I will tell you, that's an impressive list of pedigree. Like, you know, I think I've got a pretty good story, but I've got nothing compares to that, my friend. You've worked with some of the hospitality best, food people the best. And um, I think that's pretty exciting, especially because today... You're doing software, just tell people a little bit about the name of your company and what it does briefly. We'll talk about it in great detail towards the end.
1: Yeah, absolutely, so the company is called Five Out, the number five dash O-U-T, and some people ask, what does Five Out mean? So if you work in a restaurant and you've ever expedited inside of a restaurant or been around the expediting process, you know, the is often asking hotline, how long on, how long on, where are we at on, how long, how out, far out are we on? And sometimes you'll hear we're five out on, so that's kind of inside baseball, a little internal nomenclature. And then um, you know, external people, we tell that the the software helps people predict what's going to happen for them in the future, uh, five minutes, five days, five weeks out. So simply said, we are a machine learning driven forecasting tool for restaurants.
0: Fantastic. I like the analogy. I've Actually, I was wondering myself because while I've expoed, I've not expoed fine dining. I've eight minute ticket time. So anything's eight minutes out for me, my friend. (laughs) So with that said, Hey man, let's talk about forecasting. It's what you do. It's what you've built a business on, but I want to make sure our listeners understand the importance of forecasting. I preach it uh, very much so about becoming a proactive management team, but I don't think people truly understand. In your view, you've created this whole business, a whole software piece around forecasting. Why is forecasting so important?
1: I think to talk about why forecasting is important, we got to go back a single step and talk about the definition of forecasting. And more importantly, the differentiation between forecasting and projections. So people often interchange those words and they often think they are the same. And there's a vast critical difference between the two. A projection is what you would like to occur. So often when a restaurateur is writing a budget for 2023, it typically looks like this, five, seven, 10, 12% up from the year prior. That's what I would like to occur. So I'm projecting that that's what's gonna happen and right. I'm gonna target to get there. A forecast is what is likely to occur based upon not only what has happened prior but all of the different things that effectuate change with inside of your business. And more importantly, and most importantly, is what is likely to occur. So the question comes, do you wanna know what it is you would like to happen? Or do you wanna know what is going to happen? And what I find to be the better of the two numbers with which to triangulate and operate a business is, what is going to occur? If I'm a restaurateur, I know on a Friday night, I would like to have 500 covers if I normally do 250, but I'm likely to do 250, so I should provision for labor and for COGS for 250. If I do this, then I will be right-sizing my two most controllable resources, which are, of course, my staffing and my COGS. In doing so, we get to an operating functionality that is best for the guest and a business functionality that is best for the bottom line, and this is what we're looking for. This perfect symbiosis of guest experience, proper workload management for staff, and therefore financial efficiency as an outcome.
0: I love it. A couple things throw in my head. One is, you know, when you forecast properly, you, it's so critical to your buying. If you buy too little food, you 86 items, you piss off guests, you lose money. You buy too much food, it could be stolen, wasted, spoiled you lose money. So being on targets, great. Labor, bring in too little, too little people, give shitty service, long ticket times, you lose money, opportunity. Bring in too many people, tick, 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 you owe, you lose money. So when you can provide a tool that gives you the best guess of, and for me, I'm gonna say guess, for you different, we'll talk about that. But guess, best guess on how I can schedule properly and order properly to handle that business, man, you're ahead of the curve. And I will tell you on a side note, as you and I talked about, my past life is developing a restaurant training coach company turned into a software company. And we built a forecasting tool that was based on the spreadsheet I teach right now. Hey, give me either Sally, same as last year's sales, and what you think the projection's gonna be, and it'll give you the average day up, down, or if it's you're trending, you're not very seasonal last month to project next month. And it's a decent tool because one of the things I do in the system is, hey, as soon as you see things are changing, you got a catering added. If you th- things are going up or down, you change it so you're in the real world changing it. But the truth of the matter is, I can tell you when I was doing software sales for my own company, I had a woman once call me up go, David, all I, all I want to know is, one Friday I'm busy, one I'm not. And if you could tell me why and, and how to predict, I'd be like, Man, if I could do that, I'd be worth a million dollars. I'd just go up and down Main Street of every city and just go, let me tell you what your sales are. Yeah, let me tell you what your sales are because you could you could purchase perfectly, you could schedule perfectly. You're telling me you've created that damn crystal ball, which is freaking exciting to me. That's how, you know, a little backstory, how you came to me is one of my members, as I was teaching him my spreadsheet, sales forecast generator, he was literally got peppered by one of your marketing things and it's piqued his interest because I'm learning this right now. Wait a second, there's this other tool and he has fallen in love with it. Now, I want to kind of go one step further. I'm grabbing one data point and making an assumption. You grab lots of talk about the different data points and why they're so important when it's truly not projecting but forecasting and being as accurate. And I'm going to I'm going to spoiler alert I've got a member who's using you is within a couple hundred bucks a day in what sales actually are from your forecast, which is brilliant. Can you talk about the data points?
1: I can talk about the data points and I will. And I want to layer into the fact that of course, machine learning and artificial intelligence is uh, somewhat of, you know what, I'll just say that it's a very complicated thing. It's an exceptionally complicated thing. I went to restaurant school, not to Data science, or data engineering, or data analysis school. I don't have an MBA, and, and quite frankly, a lot of the um, a lot of the math and data science and data engineering that goes into what it is that we do, I don't truly understand. And therefore, I have partners who help us build out this software. My chief technology officer, our head of data science, and a lot of this is informed by things that Google and Facebook and Amazon have commoditized and allows for allowed for us to to start from build on. So let me put that out there. First and foremost, this is highly, highly complicated stuff. However, simply I can say there's a few different places that we look to for information as restaurant tours to give an indication of what's going to occur. What did I do yesterday? What did I do same day last week? Maybe what did I do last four rolling weeks? What did I do last eight? What did I do same day last year? What's the weather going to be tomorrow? Do I have a party? And is there any other known factors like maybe the Pope's in town and he's got traffic jammed up on the streets or, you know, Lakers are playing Knicks game seven. So people are going to be watching the game. That type of stuff. We take that stuff in and we pull it into a guesstimate, right? But where do we actually pull it into? We pull it into our brain, not into a spreadsheet typically. Maybe some of those things into a spreadsheet, but not all of them. And then what do we do once we have it into the spreadsheet? We make a singular anticipation of what's going to occur. And we typically don't even do a sensitivity analysis of two or three levels higher or lower for what a single night service or a single day service is gonna be. We just do one number, right? But when we're doing budgeting for the year, we sometimes do two, three, four, five layers of forecasting, all right? Now, imagine, If you had an infinite amount of time and an infinite amount of interest, what would you do instead? You would pull in every single data source, best you could, to a singular location, put it all in one place that you could track it, and you would run many, many scenarios. And that's what a computer can do. A computer can pull in all those different data points. They can bring them into one singular source. And then more important than anything else, they can run not only one analysis, but they can run multiple analysis. So our machine learning model forecasts more than 2 million different anticipated outcomes every single night for a single day's service. Wow. That's across upwards of 12 different outside data points. And we're still integrating and bringing in more in at this time. It'll be two dozen by this same time next year probably more and that will only intensify that multiples of millions of potential variable scenarios and then what does a machine do versus what a human does a machine gets up the next morning and it looks at its work and if it wasn't accurate it goes back to work at reforecasting. so our machine learning model also reforecasts every single night so every single night as far back as 35 days currently we are reforecasting every single day. And the machine learning model is self-learning. If you and I miss the mark on a Friday or Saturday, we might have a knee-jerk reaction and change something for the next Friday or Saturday. percent. If we miss the mark over, over, if we overestimate, we might knee-jerk back the other way. Yep. The machine has no emotional reaction to things. And it knows exactly, more importantly than anything else, how much weight and bias to attach to each different variability. So last I'll say on this is, You and I look at yesterday, same day last week, same day last year. If we even put that onto an Excel sheet, which we may or may not do, let's be honest with ourselves, do we give each one of those numbers a one-third, one-third, one-third weighted ratio to come up with what the outcome is going to be when it really should be 40, 30, 30, or it should be 25, 25, 50, right? And once we get to the point where we have properly weighted those things, do we ever go back and reweight them? Because that's the other thing. It's a constantly moving target. What works in the second week of May doesn't work in the third week of September, doesn't work in the first week of January. The variability of the things that we measure is constantly in flux, depending on what part of the country we're in, if we're in the suburbs or a major metropolitan city, is it a holiday, is this going on, is that going on? And only a machine, not a human, not even a team of humans, can calculate all of those different data points constantly retriangulating and keeping you accurate as days, weeks and months go on.
0: So if I were to say, okay, the machine learning part, I mean, it blows my mind. It really does that we're at this point and that you've put together this tool because it is as close to a crystal ball as possible. And I've, I've seen it proven out. Like I didn't spend the money, I've got a member and now I've got multiple members who are in it and rave about the results. What are some of those things? So you kind of listed off what we would do. We'd see there's a sporting event. We'd see there's a holiday. We do these things and we do these kind of naturally. You know, I grab that information. You look at it and go, why was last year busy on this day and slow on it? Oh, well, there was a storm this day and there was, and it's anecdotal data and we do it in our heads. I'll put money on. There is one out of a hundred thousand restaurant operators are building the model that you guys have built. And in our conversations, your 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 partner who's the the brains behind some of this, what he built in a spreadsheet. Like you've got to be a math genius slash geek, whatever you want to say to build something this intricate. But what are some of the things like, are you looking out and automatically going out in the internet and you know, sporting events, you know, holidays, you know, temperature, you know, uh, POS system and know what hours are actually busy and which is not and for history and average. And I'm like, are you grabbing all that? I mean, what are you grabbing?
1: So I wanna do one thing quick, which is demystify AI and ML, right? So it's around us all day long in Facebook and Google and, um, uh, Netflix and what's the music, uh, system that just had its big moment last week when it wrapped up the year, Spotify, Spotify, Spotify wrapped, right? right. Telling yep. so you've been listening to all year long. And then what's been the big conversation the last three, four days, you know, in the news cycle that chat bot AI that's writing everybody's copy now. And you put a simple question in. Yep. So AI and is all around us we're comfortable with it, you know, we're sitting in the front seat of Tesla's and we don't have our hands on the wheel, but they're close enough that we need to grab it, right? So there is a lot of comfortability that we're starting to have with artificial intelligence and machine learning in our lives in a lot of different places. So I think that restaurateurs are going to find it coming into their life a little bit more often. Um, to go back to your base question, um, where are the data points? And I actually, let me say one more thing. Mike. Mike is a genius, so Mike, has been, my, my co-founder is a CTO, yep. has been programming uh, software for 20 years. He's been writing code since he was 12 years old and he has a, a finance degree from BU. So all the right resources for him and I to come together in 2016 to build the underlying algorithms for this back in uh, in, in Excel, when we were pulling flat and CSV files out of old, old technology. Now, to answer your question, um, the outside data points that we're bringing in, yes, uh, we bring in point of sale. Uh, we go back as far as three years historically currently. Um, Somebody who is listening to this might go, well, that's silly because uh, COVID. And uh, beautifully, I can answer the machine learning recognizes uh, non-trending data sets. And if it is messing up, we'll call it the outcomes, it will pull it out. It'll extract it just like you would, just like you and I would if we were going to look at three years of historical sales, and we would say, okay, this window of time doesn't quite look like the others, let's pull it out. That's what the machine will do. So the machine will pull that out. Uh, We also look at location. So we geotag down to a single block um, by putting in the address of where you're located. Uh, We use a weather uh, API to pull in 40 years of historical weather data. We use a separate weather API uh, to pull in 16 days forward of artificially intelligent driven weather. Uh, we then look at holidays, so actual holidays, um, nationally recognized yeah. holidays, bank holidays. We also look at days to the left and right of holidays, because those are also so very also often so very relevant as well. So Thanksgiving is a holiday, but the day before Thanksgiving is somewhat of a different, unofficial holiday, which is a big, you know, going-on socializing day. So that has an effect and an impact. So does the day after Thanksgiving, right? A lot of people go out after Thanksgiving because they've been cooking and they're, they're done with cooking. So they're gonna go out on that next night and uh, that's gonna have a big impact. So it's the day before and after that. Um, we also take into consideration um, schedules. So sports schedules, uh, calendar schedules, college schedules. So if we have somebody who's on a university, they're gonna be impacted. Somebody who's across the street from a, a sports stadium, they're gonna be impacted. And it takes into consideration the variability of how far or how close away they are to that thing. Right. So if you own a bar across the street from Madison Square Garden versus maybe you own a sushi restaurant 10 blocks away, might not have the same impact. Right. So there's there's variability based on concept and based on uh, distance away from from that location. Um, That's a lot of what are the core things that go into it. There's some other things that go into it that are sometimes more and less impactful uh, for other restaurant tours. Um, but those are the those are the key foundational pieces that really get us a good a good percentage of the way uh, to accuracy.
0: Uh, it's a, it's a ton of information that there's no human being could ever. like you'd spend all day just forecasting if you were grabbing all that data. and then what do you get? That, they don't well, run a restaurant.
1: And, and that's 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 the issue. That's why we created this, you know um, If you have a big organization, you might have a big financial office and they might be budgeting for you, but then they're gonna send that information in. And then they're not gonna revise and resend that information. So what we need as restaurant tours is a system that's gonna re-forecast every single night and give the people who are working with inside of the four walls, working in the restaurant and on the restaurant, the operational information with which to act quickly because things shift in the restaurant industry all the time. So we've got yep. we to move fast.
0: Well, on a side note, just tell Mike if I had known when he talked last time that he was was from BU, I might not have completed the call. I'm a Northeastern University grad, so we are rivals, just so we're clear. Beanpot all the way and you, just saying. So (laughs) with that said, now we've got this incredible forecast. We kind of hinted what the benefits were, but can you talk a little bit about what you've seen in your own restaurants or your clients' restaurants? By having this drilled down forecast, whether it's labor or cost goods sold, what are some of the big like takeaways, mic drop kind of moments you go, look what this does for you. Look what it actually did for me or for someone else.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I wanna say, I kind of undersold it a little bit by saying that it just forecasts. The forecast is actually only the very starting point. So we, wanted to create a tool that didn't create work for restaurateurs but did work for restaurateurs and i want to be very clear we do not want to do it in its entirety which is to say we don't want people to stop doing this work and to stop paying attention and to take their hands off the wheel and climb in the back of the tesla because we don't know if the tesla will get where we need it to go and if something happens you got to be sitting at that wheel so what i mean by that is we take the restaurant's forecast and then we ask these restaurateurs for their custom cost of goods and their custom cost of labor, which is to say, we don't tell people how to run their business. We don't tell you what your margins should be. We simply ask, "What is what, where would you like your margin to be here? Where would you like your margin to be here? We plug those into the system and we reverse engineer back to them a labor budget up to 35 days out, though it's really most workable obviously within a week or a two week span, depending on what city and state that you live in. But we also break it down by the day and the hour and then we break that down by department so front of the house and back of the house and then if you have pastry or uh another department we break it down by as many departments as you have and what you end up with is either an exact amount of money to spend on labor on any given day week or hour by position by department or if you want to a labor matrix which is the amount of hours that you're allowed to work or the amount of people that you require to be able to do that workload. So we do as a percentage of revenue or we do sales per labor hour or we do an actual physical human labor matrix. We can do all three. On the COGS side, we give back a weekly and a daily budget because we're obviously not purchasing COGS on the hour. So we purchase once a day at the absolute most. So we give you a weekly and daily COGS budget, which takes into consideration not only the amount of money that you need to purchase a particular category or a particular group of items, but the quantity of those items. So we are actually also forecasting item level, which means you now will have every day, every week, and every hour, the right amount of people in the right amount of apartments at the right amount of time to service the guests that you have, as well as to produce and serve the items that those people are gonna come and ask for. It's the easiest way to explain it is you taking an organic restaurant and you're turning it into uh, the visibility that a banquet hall has, which is the understanding of who's coming, what time they're coming, um, and what they've ordered, right? When you go to a wedding, you have to put down steak or chicken. That restaurant or that banquet hall never overorders steak or chicken because they've got the order right there in advance, 30 days, 60 days, 90 days out. If you have that, you would never over-order, you would never order, over-schedule. The right amount of beer, the right amount of red wine, that's a perfect business model. This is what we're looking to do and what we get to do with organic restaurants.
0: What's magical about it is number one is where I fell in love with your with your so- software, your company. Again, came from a member. Like I have a, a Mastery Plus group and a, a, a mastermind group of restaurant owners meet three times a year in Vegas. Share these are the these are the top of the crop of my people, and they're on the cutting edge of anything's going on. And Avery Ward, who I mentioned earlier, and I've done a podcast with in the past, and is now a member mentor of mine because he's he's a rock star. Literally brought, I asked him to demo your software to the group and around the table, it was like a mic drop, no brainer because the, what I teach and anybody listens to my podcast, watch my YouTube videos, read my book or so and understands that I always preach the two most important things any restaurant should have are budgets and recipe costing cards. The reason being is they're proactive management tools. Now, how do they tie into what you just said? Well, with a budget, we have the right labor cost. So when you feed your software the right budget to hit your labor cost, now you drill down even better. Now, if you don't have a budget, the beautiful part is you are backing in. It's going to give you a target. Now, whether you can hit that target, it's a whole nother story. But when you have a budget, you know, you can hit it. You Now you see by hour. So when we start talking about stagger starting, you're telling me you're going to, hey, you can see exactly when you need the seven cooks and when you need to bring two in and five and then get to your seven. Magic. Then mic drop was when i got to we got to i teach a system called the restaurant payroll or payroll guardian for that and then there's a restaurant checkbook guardian for ordering give up ordering without giving up your checkbook well i'll tell you exactly how much money you can spend on your next order you've built it already into what you've got but you've gone one step further i have yet another system where i call automatic par levels with a lot of history and some data entry it produces what you've got and that's based on your usage so if your recipe card said five ounces of French fries and Lurch has been putting eight because he's got a huge hand every single time. We're going to order the eight, but it doesn't mean it's going to match budget. That's where you're going to discover you have a problem. You built both of those things already automatically in there because it's talking to all the right information. And it's like, holy crap. I I tell restaurant owners their job or work on budgets, marketing, leading the team, developing your managers, holding them accountable, leading the business forward not doing the task but grabbing the data to make good decisions you just you just leapt people 10 years ahead of wherever their experience level is because you're giving them all the things they need to proactively run their business am i misstating any of that
1: no except no not at all it's perfectly it's perfectly said and one more step beyond that we're actually then taking those deliverables and pushing them into the existing systems that they have so For example, on the labor side, if they use 7Shifts to write their schedules, which is one of our favorite tools that are out there, we actually have a push integration with 7Shifts where you can take our budget directly out of our system and push it right into 7Shifts and build your schedule right from that budget. So you can log into our system and look at our data, or you can log right into 7Shifts and build your budget. On the COG side, we're actually in the process of doing that right now. We're rolling that out in the next two weeks. So if you take your inventory inside of your inventory management system, of course it already has your sales. So do we, but this system has your sales. And then also you have your recipes in there, right? And then you have your your inventories that you take. So you've got your purchases, you've got your sales, you've got your inventory, but you're missing one thing. You don't know what the demand is. So you can set a PAR and you can build purchases to PARs, but wouldn't you rather purchase to what the demand is gonna be as opposed to a PAR? The answer of course is always yes. So we provide the demand. And with understanding what you've bought, what you sold and what you counted, we tell you what's gonna sell next and what happens. Automated generated purchase orders, automatically generated prep lists. Now, again, keep your hands close to the wheel because I want you to look at it. I want you to say, okay, this makes sense. I'm gonna approve this and send it out, right? I'm gonna send it to my vendor or I'm gonna give it to my AM prep team or I'm gonna make it a couple adjustments. I know something you don't. Uh, this thing's happening, maybe having an event or right. I'm gonna close early today and we're all gonna take the team fishing. So let me rip that up. You know something we don't tell us or tell the system, right? Yeah. And allow for that to occur. But right there, we've already done so much of the work for you. Let's call it 85 to 95% of the work has been done for you. And you just have to come in and finish it and bless it. And that's a nice thing.
0: I, I'm going to say you had to one-up me, right? I am sit there and put a, a soliloquy, a just brilliance I spew out. And then you go, yeah, but there's one thing you forgot. It's <laughs> no, truly magic. No, it's fine. It's, just- it's- It's absolutely fine because I tell you right now, if I was running a restaurant, it's a no frickin' brainer. I mean, it is, it is ridiculous how powerful what you built. And this is coming from somebody who built a whole software package, a whole back end that did scheduling and ordering and prep and all these things. What you have built is amazing and and unbelievably affordable. Like it's a no brainer. You got a POS system and you want to, you want to make a change. This is a must. Can yeah. you talked about the integrations and you got seven shifts and, and that's one of the people, one of the softwares we recommend there's margin edge yeah. for food costs and we recommend, but there's a whole slew of other things for QuickBooks and so on. What are the, is there a short list of, of yeah. bigger names of software you integrate with?
1: Yeah. So first things first, um, currently today we need a POS, um, I'll talk about why we won't in a second, but today we need one. So, um, we integrate with toast. Uh, We integrate with Square. We integrate with Par, Brink. uh, We integrate with Micros, uh, and we integrate with Aloha. And those are the five we we currently have right now. We have a couple others coming along, but they're not done. So that's where we can work currently. Uh, We integrate with uh, Seven Shifts on the scheduling side. We integrate with Hari on the scheduling side. Um, And then on the inventory management side, uh, Craftable, Extra Chef, Margin Edge, Restaurant 365, and Market So those are the five uh, inventory management tools. There's some other things that we work with um, a little bit more indirectly. Um, We're formalizing the actual API integration. So those are things that we work with still in a CSV flat file format. Um, So those are still in process, but that's the core competency of what we work with currently right now.
0: Now you take care of a lot of people right there. Um, Do me a favor.
1: Of the restaurant
0: industry, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, they're, they're the big ones. You've got a, a couple bigger POS systems to go and and really not much other other software. But as you learn, there's always a new POS, a new scheduling, a new cost to get sold every other week. So yep. here's the deal. I'm sold and I don't even have a restaurant. And that's why we went out and we grabbed you and said, okay, I, I need you to talk to my people. I need you on a podcast. Talk to people about your company. Like we we gave a snapshot, but who are you? Wh- who is Five Out? And and ultimately summarize what it does.
1: Yeah, I mean, Five Out is a, a group of people who work in the restaurant industry, and some of whom have left it, but all of whom are fundamentally from built from within it. Um, Recognize that there was very valuable information that existed inside. Of all of the, um, you know, some of the the older systems that are out there, by way of either automated reporting or uh, customizable reporting, though, the tech stack being anywhere between let's call it four to six different pieces of technology inside of a restaurant, give or take ten years ago when we started working on this. Um, they were disparate and they you couldn't get them all into one place right and so first and foremost we needed to to connect this information so we set out to do that the second thing we set out to do was be very forthright about the fact that the majority of us myself and yourself and i'm about to you know make an assumption that you're not not a data scientist right so if you are i apologize but i know i'm not and i know a lot of people who are in the restaurant industry aren't right and in that even if you can get all that data into one place i really just need the answers like right. i don't need studying cuz i i get up early i go into the restaurant i start to work to get ready for service and then service happens and then i stay after to do more work and then i go home and i get a, l- a little bit of sleep and i come back but you know in there of time to analyze data every single day and put, like manually pulling it and updating it, it's it's like it's just difficult it's hard for anybody and if you're a bigger organization, there's a room of people that do it somewhere in an office, it's difficult for them to get it into the hands of the people very, very quickly. So either way, it's difficult. So we wanted to solve for that. You already have all this valuable information. Let me get it into one place. Let me then make it valuable to you. And then there were, we got there and we were like, you know what, this isn't enough. It's not enough just to put all the information in one place and present the, the key information. Can we automate the distribution? Can right. we push it into the schedulers? Can we push it into the inventory management systems? So that the restaurateurs can do the things that they are A, good at, and B, love, which is A, cooking, serving, or other, and, and B, talking to people and honing a craft and executing on a craft. That's, I think, more so than anything else who we are. We're, we're just a bunch of restaurant people who know that restaurant people want to deal with people, and they don't want to deal with spreadsheets. So we got them out of our, our life, and we're getting them out of other people's lives, and, um, and that's it.
0: Amen. And and I think one of the reasons why I feel very comfortable bringing you on and sharing you with the world is your restaurant people. It's kind of like when I created my software. You can tell the difference when it was a software company that saw, hey, a niche, let's create software. And there was a restaurant person who said, man, there's a problem. I need to fix it and create software. And that's you. Like you get it inside and out. Again, your pedigree is, is pretty damn impressive. And you're operating today. So nobody knows. Better than a restaurant owner, I swear to goodness, of what really is needed, and you've really built the better mousetrap. and I, And I applaud you, and I'm excited to to get this out to the world. If somebody wanted somebody to t- con, if somebody wanted to learn more about your company and and your software, how would they do that? What's the best way to go about it?
1: Yeah, um, they can just reach out to me directly. Um, so I like to talk to people, um, both who are working with us and also people who are wanting to work with us, and I. As often as possible, talk to absolutely every person that we work with. So I would would love it if they would reach out to me directly. And so my email address is Brandon, which is B R A N D E N at the number five O U T dot I O.
0: Fantastic. That's you pretty impressive.
1: You can also go to our website, and that that will send you to uh, ultimately you're going to get to me and, and maybe another person as well. But um, you know that's my contact info.
0: Well, fantastic. Brandon, I really appreciate you taking the time to, to share, teach people and share uh, with us what you do. With that said, is there anything you'd like to leave us with? We didn't either talk about or you got words of wisdom that you just wanna throw out there because again, your experience is amazing. Anything you wanna share?
1: Yeah, I, I think the thing that is most important for people to walk away with is that whole demystification of AI and ML. It's around us all the time. We, whether or not we like it, we at least recognize that it's there. Sometimes we, we see it, it's helpful and we, we grab it and we take it in. Sometimes we're like, oh, I wish that was a little bit further away. And we try to put an arm out. In this circumstance, this is your own data and you're paying for it to be um, held in all these different places. And so the ability to be able to bring it into a singular location and have it provide value back to you and the quickest and easiest way is something that every single restaurant tour deserves to have. And so I want people to know that the embracing of AI and ML is really an embracing of the ability to, to benefit from the value of all of the data and the tech that they already have. Just leverage what you've got to get you further and make your life easier.
0: Well, instead of the arms away or draw, it's put arms around it, hug this. This is your, embrace it because times That's are it. here, they've changed and you've created a tool that is, by God, if you're a restaurant operator, you need to have it. I'm just gonna tell you right now. And you don't pay me to say that, correct? None. No.
1: We have no agreement, no deal, there's nothing.
0: So I'm telling you right now that you need to be contacting Brandon. You need to get five five out into your your restaurant because it will change how you run your restaurant. Brandon, thank you so much for doing this today. I really appreciate you. Hey, that was an awesome episode. I want to thank you for taking the time to take action on building a better, more prosperous restaurant. Before you go, I want to give you these three thoughts. One, by combining leadership and taking action with systems and training, being checked by accountability, you are on your way to creating prosperity for you and your restaurant. Two, I have something I need from you. Please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you happen to listen to podcasts. By leaving us a review, other restaurant pros seeking out this information are able to find it. I read the reviews and hearing how this information has benefited you does wonders for me. And three, if you find any of the discussions helpful, share them. The more restaurant pros who have access to them, the better we become as an industry. For more restaurant resources or to get in contact with me, connect with me at davidscottpeters.com. Be passionate about what you're doing. Be persistent, but more importantly, become better and help everyone around you become better, and your restaurant is going to kick some ass. If you're tired of not being able to leave your restaurant because no one else knows how to run it, I want to make sure you know it doesn't have to be that way. You can leave your restaurant. It is possible to build a team of people who know how you want the restaurant to run. With these trained and responsible people in place, you can give yourself time away. What would you do if you had time away from your restaurant? Would you sleep better? Would your relationships improve? Would you feel more relaxed? These are all things you deserve to experience as a business owner. It's why we own our own businesses. If you would like to learn how to own a restaurant that doesn't depend on you to be successful, click the link in the description to watch a free training course that teaches you exactly what you have to do. Also, be sure to subscribe to get my weekly tips and watch these two videos to get more information and guidance for running a successful restaurant.